everyone. Good afternoon. This is your host, Prophetess Kathy L. McKenzie. Uh, today is uh, a good day. This is a day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and let us be glad in this day. Let us be mindful of what God has done in our lives. Um, today is uh, Thanksgiving. We're celebrating Thanksgiving all around the world. Uh, we know that this is really not a biblical uh, holiday or anything like that, but this is the day that uh, man has set aside to uh, for Thanksgiving, to be with family, be with friends today, uh, be with those that you love. And so a lot of people are celebrating and thanking God for what God has done in their lives. Um, Today, um, I just thank God that my family is with me um, today. Uh, my husband, Dr. McKenzie, is here with us. Uh, we have our three beautiful daughters with us. Uh, we have Ebony with us, Ecstasy, and Imani. And so we have decided to allow this to be a family, a day that the family give thanks. I'm going to allow Dr. McKenzie, my husband, to uh, greet everyone. Greetings. It's good being with you, and uh, Kathy, it's good being with you on this particular program that you share every Thursday with the ladies around the nation and the nations of the world because everyone can tap in. So I love about um, these fiber optics that um, God has given man the wisdom to create, and uh, we have a medium now that you can reach literally around the world. So it's really good being here with you and the family for this Thanksgiving and uh, I love this because of times where we can all come together and just uh, fellowship and just thank God for uh, family. Uh, that's what God created before he created anything. He created the man, the woman, then the family. It wasn't no church. It wasn't anything. And the man was to be the representation of God uh, in the earth. And what God is in heaven, we, he was to be here. So it's good being with you. We're going to uh, allow all of our daughters to uh, greet everyone. Uh, our uh, next person voice you'll be hearing is our oldest daughter, then our middle daughter, then our uh, last daughter. Uh, uh, just going to uh, just greet you today. All right. Here's uh, Ebony. Greetings, everybody. Um, I'm really excited to be here today with my parents um, on Blog Talk and sharing sharing with them. Um, the Thanksgiving holiday, it was a really exciting time to be able to be off work and come home and share the experience of cooking dinner and spending time with family. So I'm really excited to be sharing that with my family and to be sharing it with all of you. All right. Well, here is uh, Ecstasy, our middle daughter. Greetings, everyone. I just thank my parents for this opportunity to be on a blog talk radio uh, with them today and um, sharing this holiday as we got up early to fix our dinner um, and being with my sisters and um, sharing this opportunity with them as well. All right, here's our um, youngest daughter, Imani. Um, greetings, everyone. Good afternoon. Um, happy Thanksgiving. 
Um, I count it an honor and a privilege to be here on the Vlog Talk Radio with you guys. And um, family is very valuable to me, so um, I really uh, appreciate um, being with my family today and help cooking and just setting aside this time to spend time with um, my family. Very good. Well, we're going to turn it back over to Prophet Kathy and uh, and see what's on uh, her heart to share with all of her. We'll be joining in with her um, uh, today on, on this broadcast. So what has the Lord laid upon your heart, uh, uh, Prophet Kathy? Amen. What the Lord uh, put on my heart today was since this is Thanksgiving Day, um, I thought it would be just so awesome for us to just look at the word thankful. So many times we take it for granted uh, what we what we have in our lives and what God has blessed us with. Sometimes we take our spouses for granted or we take our children for granted. We take our family for granted. We take relationship for granted. And so we're not always conscious of what God has given unto us. So we want to look at this word thankful. And I one definition I, that I uh, came across I thought was just powerful um, to be thankful is to be conscious of the benefits received. I want to share that again, is to be conscious of the benefits received. And when you think about what the benefits that God has given unto us, then we can't help but to give him thanks for what he's done and what he's given unto us. First of all, um, I would not even be speaking on this phone, uh, the telephone to the to the broadcast, uh, if one of the benefits that I received was was not life. So I thank God for the life that he's given unto us that we can be able to share on the broadcast this morning uh, with you all, and you all can receive. So if you're hearing um, or if you're uh, on the telephone or if you're on the computer, one of the benefits that you are able to receive, one of the benefits that you have received is you're able to hear um, the broadcast. You're able to hear. So hearing is one of the benefits that God has given us. And if we just stop and think um, think about our blessings that God has given unto us and count our blessings, we would not be able to name them one by one. Uh, it would be it would take a long time to name all the benefits that God has given unto us. So I'm going to uh, allow my husband to be able to share um, concerning thankful. Well, I think um, before we can... Uh, be thankful, we have to sometimes uh, look at the enemies of Thanksgiving. What calls me not to be thankful? Before I can learn how to be thankful, what are some of the things that causes me uh, not to be thankful or grateful or appreciative? And sometimes we're not grateful and thankful sometimes because we get too familiar with God or we uh, get too familiar with one another. And uh, and sometimes I've done a lot of traveling. And since I've done a lot of traveling, I've seen all kinds of circumstances, situations. I've been to poor countries. Uh, I've been to rich countries. Matter of fact, I went to South Africa one time. On one side of the street is the affluent. On the other side, is I've never seen poverty like that in my life. And it's, it's mind-boggling to see such a wealthy country, but yet such devastating poverty. So sometimes if a person don't experience that or see that, 
we can have a tendency to be ungrateful and thankful because we think it's normal. That this is normal. I should automatically have this or receive this. And and sometimes when we have that mentality, we're ungrateful, we're unthankful, and we're unappreciative. But uh, uh, what keeps us thankful is the reality of God. Uh, and when we have a relationship with him, he helps us to see just how undone we are. Because the most important thing that we should be thankful about, you just mentioned, is life. Not just life uh, to live in this realm, but we have eternal life. Because we have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, uh, uh, and, and which guarantees us uh, eternity if we live it out in this realm. So, but I'm thankful, family. I'm thankful for, first of all, my relationship with the Lord. And it's nothing but the grace of God that uh, has graced us to be able to have a family. It wasn't from grace. This could, not, this could never be. And all of my, this whole family is saved. That's a blessing within itself. And I'm grateful for my children uh, that God has uh, so uh, beautifully and graciously uh, has sustained them and kept them in him. Uh, I'm going to come or go around. I'm going to ask each one of our girls to uh, share uh, what they're grateful for, what they're thankful for. And maybe we'll come back to the thing about the enemy of Thanksgiving because sometimes we think uh, if you don't have uh, experienced Thanksgiving or Christmas like everybody else, we have a tendency to be ungrateful or thankful. And that's comparison, and that's the enemy of Thanksgiving. It caused me to be ungrateful and thankful because so-and-so got it better than me. But there's going to always be somebody that's going to have it worse than you, and there's going to always be somebody that have better than you. So we don't focus on people. We just focus on where we are today. I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful to have shelter, food to eat. And everybody don't have that, and I've seen that. Uh, like I said, when I was in South Africa, those people, it's like a camp that they're living in. They have no running water. They don't even have a bathroom. So they live it in ten huts that they make themselves out of ten, and uh, and they are they are connecting power from the the city streets. They run on a light in the middle. They got one spigot of water in the center of that whole area. And everybody to go there and get water. So I've never seen poverty like that before, and so that's why we should always pray for one another, uh, pray for the people that's less fortunate. We, that we need to put them in our prayers every single day because there's people, uh, we've got a young man that goes to uh, a church. Uh, he works for food for the poor, and he travels a lot. He went to Haiti this year. And he made a statement to me that uh, they went, they took a group of people to Haiti, and it was two families. And so when they was interviewing these families, because uh, their children go to food for the poor school, and said, what are you all uh, going to have for uh, breakfast? And uh, they said, we don't know, but we know God will provide. So they didn't know where their food was going to come from that day, but he said what blew his mind more than anything was their attitude. They they didn't have a down-and-out attitude. They didn't seem like they was oppressed, depressed. Uh, uh, they had the attitude and disposition that uh, uh, we know God. He's done it before. He'll do it again. So he said that touched him more than anything because they didn't have nothing, but they just believed and trust that provision would, would, would be provided for them that day. So this is the day that has been set aside, even though we uh, has, already, has already been stated. This is not a Christian holiday, but yet it's a day that's been set aside 
It can be Christian because to give thanks to God, which we should be doing every day. So uh, I'm going to have, uh, 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 I think we have a question here. Uh, I'm going to have, ask, uh, let me see uh, this person, but they, uh, I think they have a question here. Uh, Area code 954, do you have a question? Good evening, Dr. McKenzie. Paul here. Good evening. <laughs> I'll just I, I was just talking about you and the uh, attitude and the disposition you were sharing with me with the uh, family in Haiti that they didn't have uh, food, but they uh, they believed that God was going to provide. And so that you joined us, won't you share uh, with us uh, real quick, if you will, that particular experience? And what did that do for you, that experience when you went to Haiti? Well, it, it certainly put in perspective that in this country, the poverty we experience is, in a word, civilized. There are safety nets. There are um, there are outreaches. There are a number of things that we have as Americans in this country, and even in the worst conditions, whether you are in the deepest part of poverty in Miami, you're in the mountains of the Appalachia Mountains, and you're in poverty uh, in, 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 in the eastern coast, you know, wherever you may be. In Haiti and some of these third world countries, just hours away from our shores, there are families who have been tucked away from any resources, any civilization, anything that could resemble hope for them. And what we experience when we go in the country, whether it's Haiti, Jamaica, Guatemala, countries that I've been to and I've seen the poorest of the poor, that these families have absolutely nothing at their disposal. So when we show up, even if we don't hand them something, they experience a prayer being answered from God, and then their faith is built up. And then what ends up happening is they share with their children that, you know, it's not exactly, you know, the, the abundance that we're looking for. It's just the answer to prayer. And if it's just a bowl of rice, that mother oh. and that story that you shared is, is so absolutely correct. They, they didn't know exactly what they were going to eat and when it was going to be that they were going to eat, but she trusted God that something would come through, and she teaches that to her children. And it just goes on in generation after generation. They have a tremendous faith that we could really learn from. Uh, that, I thought that was powerful, this, uh, what you just made. To me, how you broke that down, uh, wasn't, they weren't spoken on the abundance. It, it was to answer the prayer. Not, not, even, not even what they got. They were thankful what they got, but their focus was on the God that answered. <laughs> see, see that, that's a distinction here. So, so yes. many times we pray and we rejoice because of the 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 uh blessing we got, the thing we got, or the stuff we got, but not the answer to the prayer. No, no. I oh, I'm grateful that I have this, but I'm grateful that God answered our prayer. So it reveals that He's a God that knows everything about us. He's concerned. So even though they, 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 they are benefited from the answer to prayer, but the key was the God that answered the prayer. I thought that was yes. a powerful perspective when you just made that statement because that should teach us something here. And, and that's really a biblical principle because think about it. Their focus is on the relationship, the God that answered. And they're grateful for the answer, 
but the God that answered. And they keep their faith in the God that answered. And the next beautiful thing, most beautiful thing, is they teach their children that. They teach their children that. Those children will supersede the average child in uh, a, a nation like ours. Why? Because they are, they will be rooted and grounded in their faith and they trust in God. So when something don't happen, they pray to that God, God answer it, they will give thanks to the God that answer prayer. And why would they pray to him? Because they have seen him answer. Sometimes we have a tendency not praying because we ought to have. And say, well, oh, well, I got this. And then if, if if it don't come through, I know I can lean on daddy or mama. We we got those safety nets that you was talking about. Well, let me ask you this question here. Uh, what did that do for you as an individual? You 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 you've been raised up here in America. You've gone to school. God has graced you, baby. Go to school, get a degree. Uh, God has blessed you uh, with parents that has uh, provided for you when you was younger. And now you're a husband and you're a father uh, at this particular time. What did that do for you? Uh, do for you that particular um, uh, meeting there in Haiti? It gave me a whole new level of respect for faith. Faith to believe that God. At, it, it didn't matter the, what I was, what the object was. That the, the relationship to God was so real to these families, these mothers, that they were not willing to quit. Statistically, there is a lower suicide rate in countries like Haiti and Guatemala and Jamaica in these impoverished situations than there are in a country like this. And you just imagine how desperate the situation is in a city like in Port-au-Prince, uh, an area of a slum called City Soleil, 500,000 people living in 10 shacks. I mean, literally, worse than probably someone's backyard shed. And these families forage through every single day because their relationship with God. And every single family that I met, I was so encouraged that in the midst of this tragic poverty, poverty that I would just throw, you know, the average person would throw their hands up and say, I quit. I am done. That these families say, I have to go one more day. That God will show up one more day. And for me, it came, I, I had such a level of respect for the faith of God in these these families, that I come back and I look at situations and I try to model that faith. I try to be encouraged and build myself up. I'm not looking to pity them or I'm not looking to uh, be, be, be better, but I'm looking to model what God has placed on the inside of them to get them through their situation and parallel that in my life every single day. Well, let me ask you this question here. Uh, you've uh, been in church a while now, been saved yeah. a while, and uh, you're a family man. Uh, you come from a close-knit family yourself uh, with your parents and, and, and uh, your siblings. <laughs> and uh, uh, what do you think can cause that we need to do as parents, as leaders, uh, leaders of a business, or leaders of a church, or leaders of a, a head of a family. Uh, I'm hearing you talk about this great level of faith that these individuals have, and they don't have anything. You're talking about the suicide rate uh, is lower in nations like that. Uh, what can we do? 
as leaders, as parents, uh, to help our children uh, have a greater perspective on their relationship with God as being the source of all things, uh, the source uh, of their life, the source of their provisions, the source of their health, the source of everything. What do we need to do or do we need uh, an encounter ourselves as leaders? We cannot... We cannot help our children see if we don't see. We cannot help anybody see if we don't see. We, if we don't have, don't experience it or encounter it, it's going to be very difficult. So maybe the question is not our children, but maybe the question is us as leaders. Well, what do you think it's going to take? Well, I think it's one word. The word for me is uh, pers- is outlook. Excuse me. The word outlook means so much to me. It is seeing God in every single situation. You know. Uh, when when, I, when we watch football today, you know, we're looking at these these quarterbacks looking to throw the ball long down the field and get that touchdown. But that's not how the game is played. The game is played by inches. And so our life, if we look at every single scenario, when I wake up my eyes right there, I am thankful. I am grateful. When I, te- I sit down with our children at breakfast and I say, look at what God has provided. We go to school. We go to work filled in our stomach. God has provided. I come to work and even if I have a challenging day at work, I clock out at the end of the day and I say, I am still employed because there are 15 million people in this nation that are still waiting for that next, for that, that next job. And so the, per- the outlook has to be God is absolutely in everything. Just like these families, I recognize that these mothers, these families know that God is in everything. Whether they have to walk six miles into a food for the poor feeding center to wait in line from 7 o'clock in the morning until 2 o'clock in the afternoon just to get a container of rice and maybe a little meat to take back another six miles back to feed a family of nine. And they're grateful because they recognize that it, it took all that, but guess what? I have it. I have it. And so everything is, is a, an outlook for me. Everything is an outlook for our children. I try to help teach our girls that everything you have, maybe you don't have the newest of this, or maybe possibly, you, you know, you, your friend has gone and done this and, you know, and they have, they get to go and do other things. But look what you have and be grateful for that because now once you're grateful at this level, you can be moved, God can move you up into another level because you've shown him your appreciation. I love the scripture that says, uh, do not be conformed to this world. Don't be formed, shaped, punched into a, a, a mold, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I renew my mind every day to what he's provided to see everything that he has given me and be so grateful for it. And then God can continue to bless and continue to grow with me. That's good, Paul. Yes, I'm saying, Paul Scaffey, uh, uh, what you say, I'm uh, reminded. I think what calls me to be grateful and thankful because how I was raised, um, uh, we didn't have a whole lot. And everybody's situation is different. Uh, I personally believe that you've got people that is poor uh, in this nation, which is not compared to the, to the poverty that's in other nations, that is poor but still ungrateful, mm. poor but still unthankful, poor but still unappreciative. Then you have people that is uh, considered the middle class or the affluent. Uh, they have wealth and ungrateful and unthankful. 
So you can have a poor man and a rich man, both of them unthankful. Now you got people like that in Haiti that they're great for thankful. I was raised up. It was tough. I didn't. I, uh, my parents couldn't afford uh, me to uh, experience some of the things uh, that other children did when we went to school. Uh, uh, I didn't. They didn't. Ha- they didn't have money for me to buy my cap and gown for me to graduate. So I, I didn't graduate. I graduated, but I didn't. I didn't march. So I didn't have the privilege to march because there was no money for a cap and gown. Uh, the majority of all the kids that I grew up and went to school with, uh, I don't know if they do that today. Grad night. They still do grad night. They still do that. Oh, yeah, my daughter. Said, yeah. Okay. Going to Orlando for grad night. I couldn't go to grad night. Because there was no money for me to go to grad night, but all my fr- uh, friends went to grad night. And so I wouldn't say anybody this. I lied. And so why really? I wasn't feeling well. Because I was embarrassed because there was no money for me to go to grad night. Uh, my mother basically had to raise seven children basically by herself. So uh, <laughs> you you weren't going to find no waste in my household. So people have, people wasting up, and they eat... Uh, I see that even around here from time to time. They, when they eat chicken, they leave a lot of meat on the bone. Find that, that would have never happened in my household. It would have been right down to the bone and stuck in the bone. It was in my household. And so uh, because of what I experienced, it caused me to have a grateful, thankful mentality and attitude. Uh, God has richly blessed me exceedingly abundantly with all I'm able to ask for things, but that have not changed my heart. And and that is the key to me to everything, your heart. Or you can be poverty stricken, have a heart of uh, ungratefulness, unthankfulness. And you can uh, be rich and be unthankful. It's your heart, the condition and the state of your heart. And I think you said the key word is perspective because all of our perspectives come from our heart. Condition of my heart re- will allow me uh, to have a perspective on all things. All relationships, all circumstances and situations will be as, uh, as a direct result of the condition of my heart. Yeah, so, and if I can share something. Oh. Go ahead, if you would. You, oh, thank you. Well, you know, and, and it also, and, and I want to I be fair that it is, truly a relationship with God, because we've seen in Haiti, um, we went into a village once, and we were touring homes of families. Uh, These were people that received homes that were living in the most impoverished situations. And we went into a, a, like, our project manager went into a home of a woman because we were going to interview her and ask her, you know, what's life like for you now in this, and you you went from a shack, many of them were in homeless situations living under a tree at some point. And now they're living in a home with facilities and, and locked doors. And this home was so disheveled and, and dirty and unkept that he walked in and he walked out and he says, we're going to go to the next home. I, we didn't know what was going on. But later he explained to us that he had to speak to the owner of this home, this woman who just months previous was living under a, a tree or a shed, uh, <laughs> Couldn't, didn't even take care of this home properly, wasn't appreciative, Th- that revealed that it, w- it had nothing to do with your socioeconomic or your, your, your bank account. It had everything to do with your relationship with God. And this woman received life, I mean, literally life. She was living in 
absolute abject poverty, worse than half of the world, and got a home, got a flushing toilet for the first time in, in probably her adult life, and couldn't take care of that. So I, I, I concur with everything you've said because it really is our heart. It is a hard thing in our relationship with the Lord because it it, it doesn't transcend just because you're pop, you're poor the poorer you are the great, more grateful you are. No, it, it, it's it's about how much you appreciate what God has done for you. And I said when you uh, as you was mentioning that that's good what you said. Uh, I see it from a different perspective uh, as you was talking because this could help us understand some things too that. It is a relationship with God, but notice if this lady was living up under a tree, that's all she knows. And then you're going to put her in a home. Mm-hmm. She, if she wasn't raised up in a home, she's not going to know. Even though she's an adult, she's not going to know. So it's just like an individual uh, uh, that's a child and uh, don't know how to walk, grow up to be an adult, and now, with some kind of operation, their legs are strengthened, whatever the case may be. Now, even you got babies walking at two years old, but this adult now going to have to learn how to walk uh, because the baby ain't never walked before. So here's this lady living in the tree, but she never been, never had this. She wouldn't know how to take care of it if somebody don't teach her how to take care of it. Now, she may have. A love for God with all her heart, mind, soul, and strength. Oh, thankful and had faith to believe God for provisions, for food every day. And God turns on provider with a house, but she don't know how to take care of a house. Mm. So, so there's a, a, a element of education here. God had to educate Adam. God trained Adam. Adam was not a infant. He was a full-grown man when God made it. But he had to come down in the cool of the day every day and teach him about the ways of his creator. Because he was made in the image and likeness of God, then I'm going to show you how to be like God. I'm going to show you how to be God. I'm going to show you how to rule like God. You are my, you are my, you are my son. Uh, Adam was God's son, according to Matthew and the genealogy there. And he was the last son, uh, the first son uh, uh, of God, uh, uh, according to the genealogy of Matthew. So he got to train him. You know, he was made in the image of God, but God had to train him how to walk in that image and walk in likeness. So, so sometimes uh, it's not that. It's the same thing with uh, our children. We expect them to be something. We expect them to do something. But we don't train them. That's just like um, uh, 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 me working on a job I never worked on before. Went to school, got a degree. They hired me because I got this degree. But if somebody don't train me, <laughs> I'm going to mess that person's uh, job up. I'm going to mess that company up <laughs> and end up probably uh, destroying it. But i got to be trained. So I just want to add that perspective. Pastor Cass has something. I was uh, when you were speaking, Dr. McKenzie. I was thinking about that's just like um, when you brought out the from the perspective of being trained and being educated. I was thinking about how a person may be living in an apartment and they're believing God for a house, but they have not shown God that they appreciate that apartment. 
Mm-hmm. It can be an efficiency, one bedroom, it doesn't matter. But you believe in God for a house. But you're not showing God that you appreciate the apartment. And how do you show God you appreciate the apartment? By taking care of it. You know, by uh, making sure that it's kept, it's clean. Uh, these, this is not your, you, you don't own this, you're just renting it. So make sure the walls are kept clean. Make sure you keep up the carpet. Uh, make sure you don't break anything and tear things up and then expect to move and want God to elevate you and bless you with the house. Make sure you're paying your, your bills on time. You're just showing God that you appreciate where you are and you're taking care of it and you're showing God that you, uh, you know, when he blesses you with the house, you can take care of the house because now you have a, you, he's seen that you have taken care of the apartment. So we have to appreciate where God have us and be thankful for where God have us because when it's time for elevation, you've shown God that you appreciate where, what he's given you and you're ready to receive that next elevation. That's, that's good that you broke that out. Uh, uh, that's excellent. It's still a learned behavior. Uh, if the reason that person don't take care of that apartment is because they didn't take care of their room or their spirit of influence or they assigned their assignments when they was at home, it's, everything's a learned behavior. Now, g- give you an example. I'm a person that I hate waste. But from time to time that I, I see waste at the office there, even here from time to time at the house here, it's a learned behavior. Now, why do I have that stickler, that mentality and other people don't have that mentality? Everything is a learned behavior. And so, so either uh, uh, whatever your environment is and your obedience to the authority, that's what shapes you. If my parents want everything clean, and I kept it clean, but on the inside of me, I only did it because I didn't want a spanking. When I get my own place, what's going to happen? <laughs> it's not, I'm not going to keep it up because I, it never changed my heart. So everything is a learned behavior. You have to learn how to be thankful. You have to learn how to be grateful. I'm going to give you an example. I was listening to uh, Oprah one time. She had, uh, this is when, uh, uh, what is Ernest Schwarzenegger's wife? Maria she was on there and she was talking about now this is a rich family this is a family that is wealthy and she talked about how her mother from time to time would not do this for them and do this for them and say we got to save our money because we got to give it to the poor now they were in a wealthy family but they had to be raised up it had to be developed in them and so even though they raised up in wealth, but the mother helped bring balance to them, not to be um, um, spoiled. And because you come from a wealthy family, that will make you better than everybody. So if you don't train, if you don't teach this and train this and model this, it ain't going to happen. If you don't model, if you don't train cleanliness, it ain't going to happen. Real human beings that have to be trained, developed, we just don't get it. So going back to a person living in an apartment, the principle you said, I agree 100%. If you don't take care of the apartment, God is not going to show you. But all we got to do is just look at life, everything around us. I know people that uh, got plenty of money, but they ain't clean. I mean, uh, they don't keep everything up. 
they are not neat. Uh, things all over the place. That's showing God that I'm ungrateful. That's showing God that I'm, I'm unthankful. So if I got clothes that I don't keep up, I'm ungrateful, I'm unthankful. Because there's people that don't have change in the clothes like we do. So it's a learned behavior. I want to hear from uh, from these girls. I want to hear from you all. What is your perspective on what y'all heard um, Brother Jacobs just uh, articulate concerning Haiti? I want to hear from, from you all's perspective, his experience, his encounter. Because you all have never experienced that. You all have never experienced hunger. You all have never experienced thirst. You all have never experienced like. God has blessed you all exceedingly abundantly above all you all was able to actually think. Uh, my life compared to you all's life is night and day. You all's life is like the affluent, wealthy, compared to my life, how I was raised up. So uh, I want to hear uh, what did the Lord speak to you all through what uh, Paul was articulating concerning his experience there in um, in Haiti. And, and see, this is about uh, us being thankful and grateful, but we haven't always been thankful and grateful. There's times I haven't been thankful, always. There's times I haven't always been grateful, which is selfishness. That's what calls you me not to be thankful. Uh, or uh, I believe that I'm entitled to something. It calls me not. To, it calls me to be ungrateful. It calls me to be unthankful. And and everybody gonna have experienced things a little worse off. There's gonna be somebody experiencing some things worse than you. So I want I want to hear you all's perspective. I'm gonna start with you, Evan. We'll go around. Uh, uh, what is your perspective uh, on 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 this Thanksgiving? Um, I was just thinking about, um, you just mentioned it, that sometimes we, um, it, even as a, a person who who has always been provided with everything, that we kind of have a sense of entitlement, and it's how quickly we forget to be thankful for stuff because it's just been given to me. And um, I know a lot of times that, a lot of times when I did get in trouble for not being, for not being thankful, it was because I felt like, Something was owed to me, and I feel like it should have just been given to me. And well, in reality, I don't, I don't, I'm not owed anything. And you, as my parents, don't have to give me anything. And um, as long as the bare necessities was provided, I was eating every day, and I am being clothed, and I am being sheltered. That's that's all that was. That was all. That's enough. Nothing else was really needed or expected of you as my parents because you were being godly parents by providing the necessities for me. Um, and so I just. It's just a reminder of, um, just reminding in the Bible where the, uh, the children of Israel, when God brought them out of, of Egypt, and as soon as they crossed over, they they started to complain. Why? Because they felt like the green was grass on the other side, and they felt like God owed them something when he when he brought them out of poverty, and he brought them out of the greatest need of all time. They He was providing for them in the promised land, and they were quickly forgetful because it wasn't what they expected. And so when we have, I feel like when we have these unnecessary expectations of God, like I expect you to do this for me, God, um, when God's already done everything that he's going to do because he's not getting off his throne anymore, you know. Um, and so that's that's kind of what I got from hearing from um, Brother Paul is that, you know, we, we how quickly we forget we need to be reminded. I mean, even when um, it's as simple as we get in a new job and, God, I'm going to pay my tithes. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And as soon as we get it, we get comfortable, 
and we forget about God, whether it not be paying our tithes or not being um, thankful or grateful for him providing the money for us to pay our bills. Um, so that's what I got out of it. That's excellent, uh, Ebony. Uh, you, you touched something that I thought was excellent about uh, everything you said was excellent, especially about the children of Israel coming out of Egypt. <laughs> we should have been so. We should be so grateful and thankful. Man, we're not on the Egyptian bondage anymore, and now I'm ungrateful and thankful for the way He provided for me. So we have these expectations when they're not filled. We become ungrateful. Okay, you just brought us out with a great hand, and so now I have these lofty expectations. I shouldn't be having expectations of of the kind of provisions. I should have an expectation that you're going to provide. And whatever you provide, I'm grateful. I'm thankful. That that, that was good. What is your mindset? Uh, what the Lord spoke to you from that uh, exorcism? Well, one of the things that um, when Brother Paul mentioned about telling the story about how the young lady, how she was believing God for food for her um, nine children. And even when she did get the food, she thanked God for the food. And she wasn't just thankful that she has this meal, but she realized that the meal came from God. God provided it for her, and he answered her prayers. And that's one of the things that even as children and that we should be that we should be thankful to God when God provides us for things. Not thankful for the thing that we receive, but thankful unto the God um who blessed us with it. And even one of the reasons why, one of the things that we can show God that we're thankful is by keeping up with it and not just um like even with our room. We're thankful for our room but we have to keep up with it and not just let it get messy because when we let it get messy that's showing God that we're not thankful for it. When other people don't have a room to sleep in and a bed to sleep, you know, um, comforters and pillows, we have all of this, but yet we're not thankful enough to be able to keep up with it and to make sure that it's clean. And I know that's one of the things that you and Mommy will teach us, like what you said about we have to be taught this, that you would teach us that we need to make sure our room is clean because we're showing God that we're thankful for it. That we're not just taking a, you know, not just this is something that, this is like normal, but we're um, thankful because other people are, are less fortunate than we are. That's, that's excellent, uh, 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 what you just shared on um, how you shared what you said concerning our focus on God and showing God that we are grateful and, th- and appreciative. And you just made a statement about uh, uh, having a bed and having my room. Man, I tell you, I, I never had my own room. My mother had seven kids, so... Four boys shared one room, and we slept in bunk beds. <laughs> and so two on the top, two on the bottom. It was my older brother and myself on top, and my two younger brothers uh, on the bottom. And my wife <laughs> my wife made this statement about me, how I sleep from time to time. She said, it's like you, sleep, you, you stay in one, one spot. If you think about it, if you're sleeping in a bunk bed, <laughs> you're going to have to distance to sleep in one book because I'm sleeping on top. If I don't learn how to sleep still, I will roll off and hit the floor. <laughs> and so <laughs> so maybe that's one of the reasons why uh, uh, I sleep like I sleep in one spot. <laughs> it's a discipline because it's been, it's been so ingrained in me to sleep like that. That's, that's been years and years and years and years and years. Yeah, it's a taught behavior. <laughs> so... Uh, to see you all having your own room, never had my own room. Y'all got computers in your room, never had no computer. Computer wasn't we had computer back then. Have your own television. Television, please. There was one television in the house, and who ruled that? Daddy. 
<laughs> when he was home. If daddy went home, who ruled that? Mama. So, <laughs> so uh, uh, we, we, you all are blessed beyond measure. Uh, and uh, but I, I and, and you set the key, and I, I constantly used to drill this with you all. You show God that you're grateful, thanks by taking care of what he's, he's given to you. When you show, when you take care of your clothes, when you keep your room clean, you're showing God, not your parents, you're showing God, God, I am grateful, I am thankful, and I'm appreciative what you have blessed and provided for me. Now, we're going to hear from our, our youngest daughter. Uh, at this time, uh, uh, Imani, what did the Lord uh, speak to you from uh, what uh, Paul shared of his experience there in, in, in Haiti? What did the Lord speak to you? Um, well, what God spoke to me um, was when he was talking, I heard the word common. And sometimes we, when God blesses us with stuff and we get too common and familiar with it, that we don't keep up with it, we don't take care of it, and then we abuse and misuse what God has blessed us with. And then oftentimes we um, get greedy because we see, like, what other people have. Like, um, for me, like, if someone has, like, the latest pair of shoes or the latest pair of um of uh, uh, the new car or whatever it is, then we get greedy and we want that instead of remembering what God has brought um, us out of and remembering what God has blessed me with and being satisfied where where I am now. And then um, God can bless me and move me on to, like, a new level and um, just, like, being satisfied where I am and being thankful and grateful and living a life of thanksgiving unto God. So, yeah. That's awesome, Imani. Uh, when you were articulating the word, I heard was contentment. Um, uh, we live in such a, a world today, even though the church is in this world and not of this world, but how many uh, parents, as well as children, learn how to be content, satisfied, this is where God have us. I don't believe that we would be where we are today uh, if God did not grace me with that discipline. Uh, uh, God promised and spoke a lot of things over my life before I got married. And when Kathy and I got married, we never, because uh, that, that spirit went on me, uh, been caught up over the Joneses, trying to move beyond where God have us. you got to be able to uh, know where God have you and be content that this is where God have me at this time. Not being content of not moving beyond where you're but it's, if this is where God have me, I am content. When we first got married, we moved into a, a two-bedroom addition. It was an addition to a house they made out of an apartment. And we were the first one that moved in there. And I look at it as prophetic uh, 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 by God allowing us to be the first one that lived in there. But uh, uh, we only have a box spring and a mattress. And, and, and uh, we had no money for towers and sheets. Those came as gifts. But God gave us wisdom to strategize how to maximize on the marriage. Other words, I sat down with Kathy and I said, listen, it ain't no money. So what we need to do, we need to ask people for gift, uh, people that you know that's going to be coming, that we're going to be inviting. Okay, we need, uh, we had got a queen, I had a queen, a queen uh, box spring and mattress. So we need queen sheets. So sheets that tell them queen, okay, uh, we need uh, flatware. We need china. So tell people, anybody uh, want to buy a set of dishes, 
set of uh, a flatware. We need uh, 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 drinking utensils, uh, not utensils, but uh, glasses. That's how we got. We need towers. And so that's where God graced us to, to strategize and to maximize on this. So, and I brought your clothes, I brought my clothes, you brought your clothes, and I think I had a television. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Yes. But uh, I was not ashamed. I was not ungrateful. I was not unthankful. I was appreciative. Didn't have no. We had no. We had nothing to live. We had no living room furniture. But it was ours. Yeah. And and I, we had, we never we never displayed uh, discontentment. Mm-hmm. We never displayed ungratefulness. Never displayed unthankfulness. Um, being unthankful. Uh, um, I wouldn't. I would even embarrass. We we didn't have a whole lot of friends. I wouldn't embarrass the people come over in there, but this is our house. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of person. I mean, God made me that way. I know uh, before I got married, I thank God for making me that way. But was content. And then we moved from we we moved from that place. And then uh, uh, you had before I married you, you had put a um, I think a um, a signed up for uh, I think HUD housing or something, mm-hmm. and you want to bid. And and, the, and we want a you want a two bed uh, a two bed, yeah two bedroom one bath townhouse in the Bajas. Yes. We didn't know what the Bajas was at that time. The Bajas is one of the greatest uh, almost the greatest but a stronghold drug stronghold in uh, North Miami. Mm-hmm. It's but we didn't know it was a, <laughs> a drug stronghold. But we was pleased satisfied. But we took care of everything that God graces with. Even with the uh, uh, when we moved in that two bedroom apartment we first got married, we looked at it as ours. Yes. We didn't look at it as the, the the owner. So we took care of it. We kept it clean. We kept it neat. We took care of it. So when we moved in two bedroom apartment, that prepared us for the two bedroom townhouse that uh, we got a bid on one one that we we took care of our yard. I mean the the, the yard was so small. I mean. Uh, our bathroom probably bigger than what the yard was, but nevertheless, we took care of it. A uh, little slab of grass on the right on the right side of the sidewalk, another little slab of grass on the left side. It was so tiny, but we took care. It was clean. It was neat. Anytime somebody came into our house, it was always we didn't have to rush and run and put things up under the sofa. What the case may be, that that wasn't happening. That wasn't going to happen. No way. So so, but we were showing God, thank you. We were showing God. We're grateful yes. because so many people did not have a place to stay, and he blessed us with that. Yes. Amen. Um, this has been beautiful, what we've been sharing, what Paul, uh, God allowed you to speak, and then Paul calls in and then able to share and articulate based upon his travels and what he's seen and how it has really transformed his mind. And, and I just appreciate um, the girls also, them um, sharing uh, from their perspective concerning uh, what they heard from uh, Brother Paul, and Ebony mentioned a word about entitlement. You know, uh, sometimes we think we are entitled just because of who we are. When we're not entitled to anything, we should be so grateful to God. I think Imani mentioned about living a life of thanksgiving and um, just being showing God every day, God, thank you for waking me up. I think one time you was doing a teaching on the, Dr. McKenzie, you was doing a teaching on the Holy Spirit, and you say, you know, first thing you say when you wake up, 
Good morning, Holy Spirit. Um, you know, and just thanking God for just his, his, his goodness and his kindness and his mercy and being so grateful to him. And I'm just so grateful to, uh, to God for, for allowing us to be able to be on this broadcast today. And, and, and I pray that as you're listening to the broadcast, that God is speaking to you and showing you, um, you know, what, what your mindset is. Are you thankful to God for what God has done in your life and, and where God has brought you? And, and 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 showing him how much you you he loves you and how much you love him. And when we were sharing, um, I think ecstasy mentioned it about expressing your thanksgiving. Sometimes people say, "Well, I'm thankful," but they they don't express it. And when somebody gives you something, first thing you say is thank you. And so God has given us so much, and we can turn around and say, "Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this. Thank you for that." You know, we had to put it in writing. We'd be writing for a very long time. If we were reading a book, you know, we'd be reading for a very long time of all the goodness and the and the uh kindness that God has shown us. And I was reminded of the scripture uh, in the book of Psalms, Psalms 103, and I'm going to read that from the Message Bible. It says, O soul, bless God from head to toe. I'll bless his holy name. O my soul, bless God. Don't forget a single blessing. And many times we do forget just one thing, you know, that God has done in our lives. Verse 3 says, he forgives your sins, every one. That's something to thank God for, yes, because God has forgiven us. If if we were if we were not forgiven, we wouldn't be here today. We wouldn't be expressing anything on this broadcast. Nobody would be on this broadcast. Um, and it says, he forgives your sins, every one. He heals your diseases, every one. He redeems you from hell, saves your life. He crowns you with love and mercy, a paradise crown. He wraps you in goodness, uh, beauty eternal. He renews your youth. You're always young in his presence. So I just thank God that God has forgiven us. God has blessed us. God has healed us. God has crowned us with love and kindness and, and tender mercy. God has forgiven our diseases, he, uh, our sins. Excuse me. He's healed us of all our our diseases, and he's he's given us life. He's given us mercy. He's shown us his compassion. He's shown us his love. Uh, he's given us so much that we can just be thankful unto him for what God has done in our lives. That's powerful. That's awesome. As you was reading that, I was um, meditating and thinking about all that God has done for us. The main thing is forgiving us of our sins, uh, but how Many of us take that even that so lightly. It's going back to the condition of heart. I think it's going back to mean one of the main things that Paul said about those ladies was they thank God for the provision. They thank God for the uh, uh, for answering prayer. So what they focus was God. I think what makes us so ungrateful and thankful because our focus is not God. Yeah, yeah. And going back to what Ebony said about entitlement. What makes us feel entitled? Think, we need to think about that. What makes me feel entitled? What makes me as a husband feel entitled? What makes me as a father feel entitled? What makes you as a wife feel entitled, as a mother feel entitled? What makes you girls feel like you are entitled? To, what makes us feel that way? It's nothing but that Adamic nature, yes. selfishness, self-centeredness, self-righteousness, self-importance, self, 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 self. That's the greatest enemy. 
and God hates it. Murmuring, grumbling, complaining, what got the children of Israel to be destroyed in the wilderness. Because they murmured, they grumbled, and they complained. Think about it. Complaining is the very opposite of thanksgiving. You're telling God, I ain't thank- I'm not thankful. Mm-hmm. I'm not grateful. You brought me out of Egypt. I'm not thankful that you, you provided food every day. I'm not thankful because you, you're covering us. We don't die here with a, in a sun, uh, with a sunstroke, but you got a clouds over us by day. And we're, I'm not thankful because we're not, we didn't freeze because there was no heat in the wilderness, but you provided uh, a fire by night to keep us warm. My God, supernaturally. Yes. But, 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 but they weren't grateful. They weren't thankful. And, and we're just like that. So we can talk about the children of Israel at all we want to, but the enemy, the enemy fights us, and I'm not like the devil, out yes. my flesh. Yes. Yes. It fights us to cause us to want to see things from a per- another perspective. That I'm, I'm owed this, I deserve this, and how many times we see? Uh, I think Imani made a statement about uh, uh, wanting the latest, uh, the latest whatever, uh, the latest phone, or the latest pair of shoes, or the latest. Uh, style of jeans, but not being content. One thing that I'm grateful to the Lord about is this right here. God has graced us to be able to provide the latest everything for our children, but we don't we don't operate that way. We don't give them and buy them the latest nothing. Yeah. Uh, uh, we uh, for their birthdays we may they want something they need. It's not even want what they need. Oh, I need some more uh, pants. Well, needs, well, that's how we flow. Yes. Know why? Because that's how God flows. Yes. God gives us what we need. Then God will give us beyond what we need when we've proven to God that we are mature enough how we are managed what he's given us yes. that we need. Yes. So when we manage it well mm-hmm. and take care of it well, then God says, uh, you are mature enough. I can give you abundance. And abundance will not control you, manipulate you, because if you think about it, God has given us abundance, but we don't use we I don't let it I don't I don't use it to destroy my children. Because if they're not ready for it, if they have not proved that they're grateful and thankful for what they have by taking care of what they have and I just give them what they want, I have gone beyond God. Mm-hmm. God don't even do that. So we as parents need to understand that we are representatives of God for our children. We're to help our children. We're here to help to raise them in the fear and the ammunition of the Lord, not to destroy them because God is not going to destroy us. Yes. But I see our time is winding down. We uh, uh, only have uh, a minute left. Mm-hmm. So any last thoughts? I, I, I think for me uh, one of the most powerful things God spoke to me today concerning this is what you mentioned concerning the heart. So I want to examine my heart to make sure that I'm grateful and I'm thankful to God, that I'm expressing my thanks to God. I don't just say that, you know, that I'm I'm just thinking about it, but I want to express to God that I'm thankful to God for what he has blessed me with. So I want to make sure that I examine my heart and keep my heart pure before God. All right, on the count of three, we're going to say happy uh, Thanksgiving to everybody. One, two, three. Happy Thanksgiving! God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day. And we pray that you enjoyed the broadcast with our family today. We love you guys. Appreciate you. And let the rest of the day just be joyous and blessed. Uh, with, uh, joyous and blessed. Uh, love on each other. Love your family. Uh, tell them how grateful and thankful you are and appreciative you are of them. 
and, uh, and let God be glorified in the midst of it. Love you guys. Look forward to being with you on Saturday. God bless now. God bless you. God, God bless. bless you. God bless.